Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We like on a Friday afternoon, though, to change the tone a little bit, reminisce about the summers gone by. I know you wouldn't think we're right in the height of uh, July here this afternoon when you look out the window. But we do like to chat to some well-known and familiar faces and voices. And today we're chatting to a 98, 98FM presenter and well-known TV personality, Brian Dialing. Brian, good afternoon. When you said news talk, I did get a bit of a fright. Going, <gasps> OK, serious, serious head on, Brian. Now, time to be serious and professional. Yes, I literally had to walk, I think, six steps yeah, from my I know. studio here. But like, we're not all that serious. You know, we're, I know really? it's a funny perception, isn't it? Yeah. I, I always think when I think news talk, and I, I, I see you guys, you know, online, especially during the pandemic, and it's so informative, which we all needed. But I'm like, oh, that's heavy. That's, that's heavy going. <laughs> so this isn't a heavy segment, just so listeners are aware. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm Unless uh... you change up all the questions and go rogue, <laughs> that were live, you could. No, not at all. No, we do want to chat to you about um, summer memories today and reminisce on, on years gone by. So tell me about your first summer memory. <laughs> this is my... We... I'm one of seven. Mum and dad, six girls. So nine of us in one, one, one bathroom. So nine of us in the house. We, we were, my, my parents couldn't afford to take us on holidays. We never went on holidays. We never went on planes when we were children and we were hot. So our summer holidays and memories were always on the bog. I know you're going to think that's that, that's our Brian Dowling's a culture. Yeah, 100% a culture. Footing turf, taking the turf home, <laughs> stacking it in, doing all of it. And my mom would prepare for the bog almost like it was a holiday, a destination. She'd do lunch for us. There'd be sandwiches. Yeah. There'd be blankets. You're going back here to like the 80s. That's what we did. And we'd, we'd be fighting over who would sit on the top of the tractor and trailer that had the turf to drive it back home. I mean, how dangerous is that? But we would fight over. We'd be rolling around, getting the bog at the water, the, the peat, and throwing it at each other. Like, we'd so much fun. Where is home? It's Rath- Rathangan. Yeah. Yeah. I live in Straffan now, but which is like 25 minutes yeah, from. But Rathangan, County Kildare. Yeah, I've stayed in Kildare, obviously London for 20 years, mm. then America, and now back home full time. But yeah, the bog. Arthur went on the bog during the pandemic. Well, 2020, 2020, he couldn't understand it. He doesn't understand it. He, he, Arthur, you know, is not afraid of hard work, but he was like, oh, my back. Oh, no, I'm not doing this again. Well, <laughs> turf is a hard day's work. It's a workout, you know, and we, I did that every year up until 1998 when I start working for Ryanair and I told my mum, which was a kind of a lie, rest her, I said that I couldn't have cuts on my hands from the turf because of the job that I do. Fine. And then I stopped it <laughs> and then back in 2020, I, I, yeah, it was the first time since 1998 back on the bog footing my sister's turf during right. the pandemic and it was fantastic and it reminded me of when we were children. And as an adult, you go, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. But as a kid, we actually loved it. And that was a day out for I us. I love the innocence of the early childhood summer yes. memories. Yeah, We'd also Beautiful. like go picking berries, nuts. We'd go walking two or three fields away from our home across a river. None of us could swim, you know, and there was never anything that we thought danger. It felt mm. so safe. Even strangers you'd meet, you'd never think anything bad was going to happen. You're Whereas a very now, r- rural Ireland, yes, country, yes, yeah. Whereas now, you know, you wouldn't let your kids. My nieces are just turned twelve, three. Though I think they can walk to school now. Yeah, you know, at twelve. I'm. We're growing up in a world now. My daughter's ten months old. I, I can't imagine her ever 
doing anything like that on her own just yet. Yeah. But back then in the Different 80s, time. it was safe. Uh, were you a summer job person? I mean, before Ryanair. Yes, but- our parents encouraged us to get jobs. So my first summer job would have been working in a dog kennel in Rathangan. So oh, yes. dog poo cleaning dogs, yeah. taking dogs for walks at probably the age of 12. Right. So we were all working from the age of 12. Yeah. And what that did then, it helped. So my mom didn't have to pay for exam papers, didn't have to pay for study. and st- So I was able to do that myself and buy my own clothes yeah. and buy a new mountain bike because obviously my dad worked full-time. My mom was a, a full-time housewife. So yes, always full-time jobs. All of my sisters, I think the last... Two or three girls didn't have to as much. Where are you in the house? I'm the eldest. Oh, yeah, right. Eldest and only boy. I'm I'm 45 and Tara is just turning 31 this year. Just had a baby actually last week. Little boy, Jesse. So always from the age of 12, our parents encouraged us to work, to be independent. And the attitude and philosophy that if you want something, mm. you've got to work, work for, it. for it. No one's going to give you anything. And that's true of life, especially now. Yeah. And I've never been afraid of hard work. I've never been afraid of a challenge. But yeah, 12, working in a dog kennel and I hated going to the cattery. And I, sometimes <laughs> I had to clean out the cats and cats hated me. I would walk in and the hissing and the Wah! oh no, give me dog poo, cat poo. No, I just did not like cats. Brilliant. Do you have a best summer holiday? Aside from the early childhood. I was thinking of summer holiday. I have to say best summer and this might be an obvious one. I couldn't think of a holiday. I'd think my best summer had to have been the summer of 2001 when I was on Big Brother because ah, it was yeah. the hottest summer in history. And I felt like I was on a holiday. When I think back to Big Brother, I always think holiday. I never think social experiment. I don't think yeah. reality TV show. Because all I did was sunbathe from May till July. <laughs> like literally, we were drinking beer and cider and mixing it together. We were dressing up. I shaved my head. We were nominating each other, which was just fun. So that was the best summer. When I think back of yeah. summer, I always doesn't think, have to be a holiday. No, just when you mention Big Brother and you look back now with the benefit of hindsight, would you ever like to do something like that again, like a Big Brother? Uh, not necessarily a Love Island, but would would you still have an interest in the reality TV program? I, I, I don't think now at my age, at forty five, I wouldn't imagine myself at forty five thinking, "Oh, I want to go on a reality show." I, I mean, I'm going to say probably, maybe, depending on what it was. Definitely not Love Island. I would never have had the confidence or the body, you know, to go on Love Island. But, you know, at the time when I did Big Brother, and this isn't me coming off all all arrogant, it was a social experiment. It was the second season of the show. You know, I think the second season of the show, we had the spin-off show, we had the 24-hour life feed. It It was a different show. You know, we were training a dog how to do tricks for a week. And use your whole childhood background. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And cleaning them as well. So we had all of that and we were trying to keep a fire alight for so many hours. The tasks were so basic because it was a social experience about people's personalities and the mix of people. I would think, yeah, I would say, yes, I think I would have done some sort of reality. My dream actually after Ryanair was to work in Selfridges and to work in the customer service department. Mm. That was always my dream. It was to leave flying. People's person. Yeah, that was was always the goal. And when I left Big Brother in the July, I was supposed to go back to Ryanair on the 1st of September. And I only left Ryanair that August because I got a production deal for a television show but there was never there was never a great plan it was always do the show and here see what are. happens and here I am like who knows If you won the lotto we ask everybody now mm. you, you win the lotto whatever the amount is do you have a dream holiday destination like what's your kind of I'm very lucky I've been very spoiled I've been able to travel kind of everywhere I've 
Oh, I follow you on Instagram. I always feel really weird telling people you follow them <laughs> no, on Instagram. No, I'm the same. But I, I, you're I, a great man for holidays. Yes, I love it. I love a holiday. Um, do you know what? I've never been to Hawaii. And I always think Hawaii just looks, I know it's super expensive, but I've won the lotto. Um, some uh, private jet to Hawaii, yeah. all the money's gone. I'm thinking Hawaii, somewhere Brilliant. beautiful, tropical, I'd love expensive. To go there. You know, I've been to Australia, but I think Hawaii with Arthur, with Blake, I think would be absolutely beautiful and culturally just so yeah. different. Do you have a favourite person to holiday with? Okay, I'm not going to say my husband because I think that's yeah, just... Don't. that no, not, and also, no, because, no, because I'm with him all the time. I'm going to say it's a combination of all of my friends, whether it's my friend Pippa, my friend Simon, yeah. my friend Leanne. I have such good friends. And when we go on holiday, we go on holiday. Like all the they work... They like great crack. Yes. You ha- I was in Ibiza recently uh, with Pippa and some friends and we had such a laugh. And I'm very lucky. I've got really good friends and we all laugh at the same stuff, which probably seems silly to other people. But I think when you go on holiday you got to be on holiday mode so you got to leave mm. the, you know the family the children the work all of that has to just be on pause and that's been tricky with you know being a new dad and trying yeah. to balance in have the dad guilt and then also to be called out in social media for it is something I'm still struggling with actually well, I wanted to ask you actually about Blake and and, and when you mentioned her do you, and I know you've spoken previously Brian about you know dad guilt yes. and, and the whole I hate the word journey but Obviously, the oh, whole it's been couple a of journey. Months. I'll agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but, um, how is that now? Has it eased off at all, or is it? I, I find that I'm more settled into parenthood now that she's ten months old. So I'm yeah. way more relaxed than I was. The parent guilt, I think, is something I'm always going to struggle with because you know we wanted Blake so much. She Blake adds to our lives, so I still want to have my fullest life I've had, but enjoy my daughter as well. The thing that I struggle with is people's opinions and people's perception and how they think mm. I should parent my well, child. People, people love to, um, I know myself, but people <laughs> love to tell you what they think. Oh yeah, um, and they're not afraid to. Yeah. And also right, wrong or indifferent. And that's the struggle I've had is being away with my friends, enjoying that holiday, but also being called out for it. I mean, I got trolled really badly in Ibiza with my friends and we sat up one day and we had a full frank discussion about it. Mm. You know, Arthur can really go anywhere and do anything and he never gets any sort of trolling. It's very odd how... Why is that? I don't know. I think think maybe I encourage it because of my actions and wearing a see-through shirt and I think I just rile people up. I don't know. I just think that people have no issue with saying it to me and holding me accountable and only recently it was something about Arthur left holding the baby again and you know I did, I was unaware of it I, yeah. I, I opened Arthur's phone and I'd seen he read it and I was like oh that just it's not going to stop me absolutely mm. not no, you know right. I'm going to we work hard and I'm going to enjoy my life once my husband's okay and my daughter's yeah. okay we're all that's good that's all that matters yeah but people aren't afraid to give their opinion no, so. and, they showed and I have to get used to it I know and, I, and we should and I, I know what you're saying and at the same time I'd say we shouldn't have to you know yeah. people need to just keep but it also to themselves I, but. I put stuff out there so I have to be aware that you know I, I open the door to it all Okay. You know, and I appreciate that, but I just think sometimes people yeah. just need just be wary of the message you're sending and the content. Absolutely, concepts. no, yeah. absolutely. Do you have three items you can't holiday without? Sunglasses. Surprised I'm not wearing them in here. Yeah. Um, SPF. I'm going to say a bottle of champagne. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. A bottle of fizz gets you in the mood. Glasses are good. Love even it. the sun's not out. And Love SPF, it. I don't want to age. I'm like Joan Collins. <laughs> Cover the face. Do you have a favourite um, holiday song, Brian? Or what, what does it remind you of? Well, I, there is one song 
Janet Jackson, All For You. Love and, it. And this came out in 2001 when I was on Big Brother and I sang this song the whole summer. I was obsessed with it on the show and it always reminds me of 2001. Anytime I hear it, I will always say, oh, I sang that all the time in Big Brother. And people are like, yeah, I know. We were in family. <laughs> we get it. Um, so uh, Janet Jackson, All For You just reminds me of being, yeah. I turned 23 on the show really having no responsibilities, being so young, free, naive, vulnerable, gullible, innocent, and really living in a moment. And this song, to me, just symbolises the summer of 2001. Well, we finish every Friday's programme with our uh, Summer Memories guests, their chosen song. We will do that this afternoon today. But just as we head into the one o'clock news, we leave you with Brian Dowling's summer song choice. But Brian, listen, thanks a million for popping into us today. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, it's lovely lovely to get you in for a chat. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.